Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about deficit spending and GOP leadership. Think of the ideas that we have heard coming from the Trump administration and from the Republican Congress, the expensive border wall, dramatically improving infrastructure across the country, and big tax cuts. Can you do all of those things and hold the line on the deficit, which is the other thing that Republicans say they care about. We're going to talk with a professor of agricultural and applied economics from the University of Georgia about it, and also David K. Johnston, an economic specialist, journalist, and author. Uh, And we're going to want to hear from you about that. What would you want to spend government money on over the next four or eight years? What do you think are the most pressing issues that we can uh, leverage uh, government money to fix? But what would you also do about the deficit? The deficit's come down quite a bit in the last eight years, but there is still an overrun, an overrun of costs in our government. Would you focus more on balancing the books or fixing our problems? 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we will try to work your comments into the conversation. As I said, uh, most of the show today, about two-thirds of the show, is actually going to be on that subject. But up front, Michigan should have universal preschool, recruit and train better teachers, make high higher education more affordable, spend more money on at-risk students, and consider getting rid of an independent state school board. That is according to a state education panel commissioned by Governor Rick Snyder. Would that list of reforms fix Michigan's education problems? Also, how many times have we had this conversation in Michigan about our schools and what needs to be done with them? And how far have we gotten on those plans? Are we just about making plans and not making change here in the state of Michigan? Joining me now to talk about that is Rick Pluta, the Capitol Bureau Chief for the Michigan Public Radio Network. Rick, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's talk first about what was in this uh, this commission report. There was a lot in it, uh, and and much of what was in it is pretty dramatic. I mean, we I said in the open that we've had plans to change education in Michigan before. I want to say this one goes a little further than the ones I've seen in the past. Well, it, it, it's pretty dramatic, but I think the most dramatic thing is is that that it's so integrated that these are all conversations that we've had mostly separately as the state's gone about developing education policy at least in 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 my 30 years at the at the state capitol and this is an effort to sort of bring it all together um and we're hearing a lot of praise for the report because there's something in it for everyone to like, whether you're in a teacher's union or you're a charter school operator or um, um, a school board member or an administrator. Maybe not so much if you're on the Michigan State Board of Education. Um, let's, let's sort of tick off the, the proposals here. One of them is is to, to dramatically change the relationship, at least, between 
the state school board and the governor's office. Now, this is something that comes up a lot here in Michigan. We have an independently elected school board. It is uh, members are elected in partisan races, and they are not beholden to the governor for their seats. They have their own authorities that are laid out in uh, the Constitution and in and state law. Uh, most states don't do it that way. Most states have some some stronger relationship between the governor's office and the state school board. What does this commission recommend that we do here in Michigan? Well, yeah, and this is something that governors in Michigan, particularly Republican governors, have grappled with. That's why we have seen um, school reform offices placed not in the State Department of Education, which is under the control of the superintendent that's hired by the State Board of Education, and they put them in places like the Department of Treasury or the uh, Department of, of, of Management and Budget. And what this report does is it offers an array of alternatives from simply eliminating the board and making it one that's appointed by the governor, making it one that's partially appointed by the governor, and, and any of which, uh, any of the options that, 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 that maybe we finally decide to go with would require amending the state constitution, which would mean we would have to go to the voters to basically get them to vote to take away their right to elect a school board. What's the argument, though, that would say that a less independent school board would be better? I mean, certainly it could be more pliable in the hands of, uh-huh. of a governor who had his own ideas about education. But And as I pointed out, most states have some form of, of system that, that – relates the, the the school board to the governor and in, in, in many states the governor appoints school board members um what, what what are the arguments on both sides well the argument would be first of all it's more efficient that uh, this way you've got all of government running you know um, um, pushing in the same direction um and that who knows who's on the school board anyway that uh, and, and, and we know that, that school, um, um, State Board of Education elections are largely a, decided by partisan waves, by people who vote all for one party and all for the other, but they don't really know who the um, State Board of Education members are anyway. Yeah. So those are the arguments for it, the arguments against it, are that um, education is one of the most important things that the state does, and this serves as a check on the authority of the governor to move ahead with what might be controversial uh, plans for um, for education. Yeah, uh, this is Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Rick Pluta. He is the Capitol Bureau Chief for the Michigan Public Radio Network. We are talking about uh, the Snyder Education Commission, the governor's group of folks he put together to come up with uh, ideas and recommendations for changing public education here in the state of Michigan. The report came out last week. Lots of Pretty dramatic proposals there about changing uh, the state school board, changing the way we pay for things here in the state of Michigan. Uh, Give us a call. You want to join the conversation? Did you see this commission report? Uh, What did you think of the ideas that were in it? What do you think we need to do differently here in the state of Michigan uh, with regard to public education? Do you think we need to spend more money? Do you think we need more accountability? Do you think the government needs more power or less power than he has now? 313-577-1019 is the number 
to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Also, uh, give me an idea of how you think we're doing on education here in the state of Michigan. I find that there are a lot of uh, differing opinions about that. Some people, especially when you ask them about their own school district, seem to think things are just fine. When you ask them about education more generally in the state, they tend to have more critical opinions. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. Rick, there are a number of things in this proposal, in this report, that would have us spend money differently uh, than we do right now. Uh, Universal preschool is one of the things that jumped out at me. Spending more money on at-risk students. uh, Those are things that we've started to talk about here in the state of Michigan over the last six or eight years. We haven't gotten very far. What does this commission want us to do differently? Um, Well... (laughs) Everything. Um, But on on, on the universal preschool front, I mean, remember that this is something that's been a goal of um, the state since the Granholm administration. She came into office wanting to be the governor that made Michigan a universal preschool state. Rick Snyder came into office making it the same goal. We are largely a um, universal preschool state when it comes to low income. There's still space to go but 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 you know we try to provide free preschool um to people who can't necessarily afford it on their own right. but you know look we know it's expensive i uh, i've paid for it you've paid for it um that a lot of people would appreciate uh, for a whole bunch of reasons um having that uh, um, just be part of the system and the governor said uh, as part of his reaction to this report is uh, the goal is a P20 system that starts with universal preschool and goes all the way through universal community college, whether that's for people who go on to get a four-year degree or get some kind of uh, professional accreditation and, and, and go directly into the workforce. Yeah, yeah. Um, that money conversation that we have, of course, always implicates taxes. Not a lot of support mm-hmm. generally, though, for raising taxes among the people here to pay for these things. Certainly, though, the, the, the argument in this report suggests we're not paying enough for, for education. Yeah, the, you know, it, it's interesting that the state just concluded a study on um, funding for yes. K-12 education that said we're, we're not spending enough. That uh, was immediately attacked by um, conservative groups as being sort of a rigged study, and so now it's basically they want to go back and revisit the question and i think that also you know calls into question well are we you know right now we've got this huge integrated set of recommendations but they're going to be tackled one by one and what are we going to see as you know the 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 components of this are you know taken individually on their own merits and not just as a part of 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 this whole and then, you know, these spending questions get, get you know, revisited all over again. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Tom in Northwest Detroit, you're up yeah, first. Good morning, to, good morning to both of you. You know, I remember there used to be a commercial that says, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. <laughs> right. And you, know, and, and you know what? In terms of eliminating the State Board of Education, 
you know, no. You don't give the governor more power than what he has right now. Because look at this. Since he came in, well, it started with Granholm, but when Snyder came into the office, he appointed Robert Bob, Jack Martin, uh, Darnell Early, and Rhodes. Rhodes is, you know, the, ju- the ju- jury's still out on Rhodes. But those three guys were abysmal failures when it came down to, you know, what they were supposed to do for DPS. And so, I mean, so, and then, so Tom. And even the, even the five year laboratory experiment called the EAA. Those kids are no better off today, might be worse off today than they were before the EAA was created. So, so, so Tom, no. what do you say? What do you say, though, to the fact that most states put that kind of power in the governor's hands and not in an in independent school board? I mean, why is it why is it the states that do a lot better than Michigan does on outcomes have have a system that doesn't look like ours? Well, you know what? Maybe they have governors there who, you know, have had some kind of, um, what I guess, experience with education and educators. Because, I mean, right here, the way that the legislatures up there have demeaned the teaching profession, it is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it borders on being criminal because you would think that, you know, um, there was that something's wrong here. There is not enough money. They're not putting enough money into education. I mean, I ran the numbers. Somebody yeah. goes to prison, it costs roughly about $35,000 on the back end sure. to house them. Sure. And you're only giving a kid $7,500, you know, uh, a year. The, men, the, numbers don't, the numbers don't make sense, Tom. You're, you're absolutely right. Thanks very much uh, for the call and for the thoughts there. Let's go to uh, Adele, Adele in Dearborn. Welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Uh-huh. Um, my point is, it seems like we're, we're kind of talking in the room when it comes to education. And the number one uh, area where we really need to focus on, if we really need to succeed, is to focus on the pay and compensation of teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a long issue in the U.S. and especially in Michigan, where teachers are way underpaid and uh, underappreciated. And uh, it's it's sickening to yeah. see um, the brightest minds who really want to teach shy away from it. Not do it because the pay is not great. Yeah, Adele, right. great point. Uh, thanks very much for the call. Rick Pluta, what does this report say about teacher pay? Um, it really focuses more on um, teacher training and um, uh, professional development, uh, although you know, the, 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 the idea of paychecks is, is also hanging over this, that it says that, you know, that the state needs to make uh, teaching um, an, an, an honored and appreciated profession. Um, it talks a lot about um, accreditation and uh, improving education at the front end and professional development for teachers. But if you're going to have teachers that are professionally developed, don't you have to, you know, pay them? Like they are as well. Right, right. Uh, let's go to let's go to Monica in Farmington. Monica, welcome to Detroit today. Hey, thank you for listening. Uh, I don't really think it has anything to do with the money that is paid or or a new board. I think it's a type of classes that are taught not just in Michigan but all over the United States because there is no world history, world geography, so. When students travel to other countries or when they deal with other cultures, they are getting very, very uh, uncomfortable. And this 
this triggers animosity everywhere. Even I, I taught university for 13 years, and I noticed the students when they travel abroad, they really had no idea where they were going. And then when you don't have any knowledge of history or geography, you tend to repeat the mistakes from the past. So the education of American students, when they travel abroad, yeah. they are at a disadvantage when you compare them when people travel here yeah Ma- monica they- monica that's a great that's a great point uh rick pluta n- not just in terms of history and history education but but content how much how much does this report focus on what we're actually teaching children uh, in, in michigan stool- schools as opposed to what the structure looks like well i mean we we've actually tackle that because we've got the common core, which are the curriculum uh, recommendations that were largely developed by governors. Right. And, you know, it says that we should stick with that. But, of course, that's very controversial um, within the Republican coalition that's currently governing in Lansing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rick Snyder has basically been, you know, trying to, uh, um, you know, head that off at the, uh, you know, at the gate for his entire time in office. Okay, uh, Rick Pluta, Capitol Bureau Chief of the Michigan Public Radio Network. As always, thanks for joining us on Detroit Today. As always, it's a pleasure, Stephen. Absolutely. All right, up next, we're going to talk about deficit spending and GOP leadership. They've got the White House. They've got Congress. They say they want to do big things, but they also want to reduce the amount of money we pay for them. Is that possible, or are they even serious about that? We're going to talk about it next with Jeffrey Dorfman, professor of agriculture and applied economics at the University of Georgia. And later in the program, David K. Johnson. Economic specialist, journalist, and author will join us, and we want to hear from you. 313-577-1019. Stay with us on Detroit Today.